Hello, everybody. Welcome to night one of our E3 2021 Boss Rush at Night coverage. I am one of your hosts, Corey Deering, and co-hosting with me this event-filled weekend is none other than the PC Muscle Race himself, host of Crossroads, the PlayStation podcast, Laron Dawkins. What's poppin', guys? How's it going? Hi, Laron. Are you excited for a very long weekend? <sighs> yes. Yes. I... I, I I, I swear this is going to put a crimp in my dating life right now. I, I swear. It's fine. You don't need it. You're fine. We already <laughs> you still have your left hand. It's cool. How did you derail the show before we even started? Uh, also joining us is the co-host of Tower Casuals, the Destiny podcast, the vault-dwelling lore archivist himself, Josh Finney. Hi. Hi, Josh. Hi, Corey. I feel like I haven't seen you in about twenty four hours. Yeah, it's 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 been roughly that. Yeah, yeah. You're going to be a lot more over the next couple of days. I know. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Josh, Corey's seeing you more than he's seeing me. I. We need to have words. Mm. I mean, we do do a, a show every Thursday night, Tower Casuals on Boss Rush Games. Like, subscribe, share, rate, and review. Email the show towercasuals at gmail dot com. Oh, wow. also on Star Star I this cannot, and I'm also on QA <laughs> season three. <laughs> I cannot uh, believe I gave you a damn segue for a plug. I, I hate myself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of hating people, in the fourth chair, head of Boss Rush Entertainment, <laughs> Justin Bieber's illegitimate cousin, I Logan Corkins. And I love that you put restrictions on the dock of who could edit so that I couldn't fix that <laughs> typo. <laughs> mm. Yeah. I mean, I know what's happening here. This isn't my first show, Logan. <laughs> it's not his first see, rodeo. I questioned that. Mm. I questioned that with the pre-show. You would think it's your first time being around the three of us. I mean, <laughs> I, mm. and finally in the fifth chair, making his first appearance on on a Basra show, and you know he's probably. <laughs> He's probably regretting this every single moment. It's fine. From our writing team on the Boss Rush Network, Lamont Reed. Hey, hey, guys. Hey, Lamont. Thank you for having me. Yeah, man. It's exciting. It's exciting. Uh, hope, you're, hope you're enjoying your first show. Oh, every moment of it. Uh, Learned about the green tea cat, Kit Kats and... Everything is just like wow. <laughs> yeah, uh, that, yeah, I'm pretty much excited. Yeah, uh, that pre-show will be archived on our YouTube channel. So if anybody <laughs> wants to hear about, you know, Ed Snacklist and you know, ducks and giraffes, <laughs> the science behind that, <laughs> you can go look at that. <laughs> also, brainstorming Laurent's new nicknames like PC Side Boob and you know. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Logan. Logan told me when I um, when I update the wardrobe, it's gotta be like the deep cut muscle tee. So you know, it's, mm -hmm. it's the ones that you're always gonna get caught. You know, get caught by nipple. You mm -hmm. know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, well, Logan. <laughs> Logan's already gone. So he's he's uh he's done. He's tired. <laughs> I hope he comes back with the pasties. No, uh, uh, I yeah, think his, that's, what that's what he's doing. I think his shirt. Came, he said in the yes, chat. His, so. e, his E3 shirts here. Yeah. Um, well, obviously, this isn't a traditional Boss Rush podcast. Uh, we are talking about Summer Game Fest tonight. Uh, 
our our E3 celebration is happening. It's very uh very very big big week this week. A lot bigger than I expected, honestly. Uh, Jeff Keighley's Summer Game Fest happened this week. We're going to talk about a lot of the announcements that happened, uh, a lot of the bigger announcements, and then we're going to talk about Netflix's Geeked Week, uh, which, you know, there was enough there to talk about probably to fill one show anyway. And uh, then we're going to talk about anything else uh, that may, we may have missed if somebody got excited about something. Uh, so speaking of, Josh, did you ever think of that indie game you wanted to talk about? I did. I, I have it. I Great. Have Great, we can we can shove that in there somewhere, you know. Just spit on it; it'll it'll be fine. Uh, so, uh, what do we what do we think of Summer Game Fest, guys? First of all, before we actually, dive I'm gonna be, I'm, I want to be real. Like last year, and Jeff was pretty upfront about this um, in the day or two leading up to it. That last year, it just kind of like came together because E3 wasn't going to be a thing. And he says, you know, I just wanted a central location for everybody to be able to find stuff and, you know, do a couple of smaller things that, you know, otherwise wouldn't have gotten them. You know, the the Unreal 5 demo, uh, the Tony Hawk stuff. Like, And his initial stuff he did last year, I was really excited about. Less so this year. And I mean, there was, there's a few people I follow in the industry who are like, you know, I get what Jeff's trying to do, but I don't really see a need for this. This, I think, despite some of the events being, or some of the announcements just being like, uh, like crap, like nobody cares about Paladins or Smite or things like that. Like we, I think we all just like kind of took bathroom breaks during those. Mm -hmm. The rest of it, I thought was actually pretty good. Like he bookended it with two really exciting games. Yeah, he did. That one of which leaked, one of which everybody's literally been anticipating for like two years now. And he had some other really interesting stuff sprinkled throughout. Like, I thought this was actually pretty good. There were a few, like, kind of cringe moments, but that's to be expected when it's not really an in-person show. Yeah. I'm actually really excited to see how he grows this next year. Like, there's no way he doesn't do it again next year after the wild reception that ending got. Yeah, especially if, like, you know, E3 is still confused of what they want to be next Mm -hmm. year, right? Like, that. That seems to be a thing yeah. going on. I, I think it was great to show some of these games that, uh, again, other than those two bookends, would have had kind of a hard time standing out in an E3 lineup. Like, despite us being excited for a lot of these games, they would they would have been like footnotes or like quick 30-second trailers during a PlayStation or a Sony con- or PlayStation yeah. or Xbox conference. Like, Agreed. Tales of Arise being here was really cool because I expected that to be at Xbox. And it's definitely going to be at Bandai Namco, but... That then frees up a slot. Not only does that give Jeff something to talk about, that frees up a slot then during one of these bigger shows. Yeah. So it's yeah. a win-win, I think, across the board. Like, okay, it's one more show we got to watch. It's two hours. Cool. If you don't want to watch it, nobody has a gun to your head forcing you to watch it. You can always read a, a write-up. Like, uh, we have a really good write-up up on BossRushGames.com right now. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, uh, just to piggyback, just to piggyback off of what uh, Josh was saying. Um, actually, I was actually very impressed with the Summer Game Fest. Of course, there was a there was a couple of snooze moments in you know throughout the show and stuff like that. But overall, when you compare it to last year's show, which yeah, Keely did admit it was kind of thrown together and stuff. Uh, <clears throat> Uh, there was a lot. It there was a lot more substance this time around, you know, and uh, and I appreciate I appreciate the format and the way he did it, you know, like it was nice. Like he got he had a couple of interviews sprinkling out there, like the Giancarlo Esposito uh, interview was was pretty nice. I, I like that. It was kind of weird though. It was only like three and a half minutes though, so you know, it's like it. Uh, it so I don't know. I liked it overall. Um, it was not bad. I 
everyone knows me. I'm not the biggest Jeff Keighley fan, but I actually think yeah. he actually pulled he actually pulled together something pretty nice this time around. Yeah, I'll say I feel this way. I feel the same way I do about this as I did about both the Game Awards and uh, the Gamescom show the first year that those aired, the first year or two, where I felt like there was a lot more they could do, especially with a guy who's been in the industry as long as him. Yeah, uh, who like knows how to do like TV style hosting gigs, mm-hmm. and I actually like I I may not like really care about like who wins awards at Game Awards, but I'm really excited for those reveals. Like he gets a lot. They unveiled unveiled fucking Series X there for God's sake. Like mm-hmm. he, he's he's gonna get big things. Like they know that if he gets something, he's not gonna let it leak out, right? Like it's it's a very tight knit crew that he works with for production, and like in a year or two, I can see this being something that we we actually look forward to. Right. Yeah. I thought the biggest thing I struggled with was um, <clears throat> was pacing, and there was there was a thing, a few things you could have cut. I mean, there was the stuff with uh, I know Ember Moon and um, uh, Hannibal Burris that little playthrough with Keeley didn't really seem like it really fit within the show. Um, I, I thought the beginning part was really good. Of course, you know I'm going to get excited every time Ashley Birch is on the screen. So like I love that. But it was it was that middle section that really just kind of fell apart. Like yeah. I, I was texting with Josh the whole time, and and it was it was that thing where it was like you know I, I love I love this idea and I love what he tried. Just you got you got to tighten it up, make it tight. It, there was no reason for it to be an hour and a half, solid hour tops. Yeah, it's this was a two hour event. Yeah, that's, that's that second. I will say from about because when Logan and I were talking, like Logan literally texted me at about the forty-five minute mark and was like, "Is it nap time yet?" <laughs> um, same, so I would say thing. from like about the thirty-minute mark to like maybe like an hour ten, hour fifteen was just like dead space, and you could have probably cut like if you compiled all the free-to-play stuff and all the stuff that, like honestly nobody really wanted to see into that. You could have made this down into about a seventy-five minute to ninety-minute show. And I think everyone would have loved it. Mm-hmm. Like, like the Paladins thing could have been like team up with GameStop and do like here mm-hmm. uh, today we're doing a gift card. Uh, we're going to give away a bunch of gift cards. Here's a free thing. Let GameStop put it out on their social media. So there was no reason for that to be here. There was um, I, I, the what? Yeah, Smite didn't belong. I will give Keely this is like he does do a great job of trying to make sure everybody feels represented, um, right. including the Japanese that is, games. And, and that's the and one that awesome. thing. Yeah, that is the one thing I would give him credit for. No matter which show he's he's doing, whether it's mm-hmm. Summer Game Fest, where it's the Gamescom show, whether it's uh, the Game Awards, he tries to make sure everybody gets some type of like, if not even stage presence, at least they get some type of recognition and something like that. And I'll give him credit for that because there's a lot of these other jokers out there that put on these shows and put on these events and stuff. And you can tell they cherry pick their favorite stuff. Or they cherry pick the stuff that they know is going to get them sponsors later on. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Lamont, what did you think of this? Um, I was actually, I was going to say about the whole Amber Moon uh, thing. I, I was, I felt pretty much the same way. Um, I was, oh, about maybe 40% into everything. Um, I got really excited for the Metal Slug Tactics. I thought that looked pretty good. Um, Yes. And... Yeah, and the Elder Rings, I, I just wish that, I, I really hope that that Tactics game comes out in consoles. Um, it's just a PC right now, I think. I'm not too sure, but um, but overall, um, 
I really enjoyed Jeff Keighley's passion. I was just really hoping that he got the reception that he deserved. Hmm. Um, I, I don't know. I just I just really felt that for him. Um, but I, I think he did a way better job than he did last year. Um, yeah. Well, and like with the Ember Moon stuff too, is like you could have gone with the up, up, down, down angle. Like you could have just sent it over to Austin Creed, let Austin do it where he has a little bit more of a personality. You could have made that stream a little bit more the up, up, down, down, high energy style. Like there's there's choices Keely made that I don't agree with, but like I I get why he did it. (laughs) So can can I float something here? I think like part of my issue with this is it happens so close to E3, and I think that's kind of got to be frustrating for Keeley. Like I get Keeley's trying to kind of piggyback off that, like kick off the week, but no publisher is going to want to give you a major, major title. Like yeah. PlayStation and Xbox want to support these things. Like they, they clearly they show stuff at his Gamescom show. They show things, definitely major things at the Game Awards every year, but nobody's going to want to show a major franchise or make a major announcement at this when their own conferences typically take place within like 72 hours of what Thursday's event was. So well, did, you what know, if he, did you notice too that he was careful not to mention E3 at all during his, during summer legal, games? Yeah, I'm not about that. Oh, okay. Because he mm, used to um, do the Coliseum events for E3 and uh, they had yeah. a really messy breakup last year over it. Uh, uh because he was like, I can't support what the ESA is doing anymore. I can't be a part of this. Like, I don't like this. I, I don't like the way that they're they're trending the show. Like, it's clear. Like, he he wants to do more more interviews and things like that, and they just simply didn't want to fund it. So, what if you took this event and you moved it to if you're truly kicking off the summer season? What if you did it like the first Thursday of May? And you're getting, it, you're getting it far enough away from E3 that maybe Microsoft and Sony and Nintendo want to participate a little bit more yeah. beyond just, hey, here's some free DLC for a gamer. Shuhei coming in and being like, here's the sequel of Salt and Sanctuary, which a lot of people tuned out for, I think. like Yeah, I did. I did. Maybe we maybe that's how you give, like, uh, here here's a, here's a gameplay teaser for our next PlayStation IP. You get, you're going to get an extended demo at our E3 showcase next month. Or at our state of play uh, next, since they don't do E3 anymore, at our next state of play, uh, June fifteenth, for example. Right. Like, what if you do something like that? You give them a two-minute snippet, and then you get like the full six-minute reveal in the state of play. Something like that, I think, would be really cool. Like, he's a guy that if I was a game developer, I kind of want him to show. Not maybe not if I'm like a first-party dev, but if I'm a third-party dev, like the guy is working on Evil Dead, I would want him to show my game because he's going to get more attention to it than a Microsoft or a Sony one. Now, the one thing I think is kind of crazy about this whole thing is like, man, like he's gonna he's gonna stretch this thing out until July twenty second. So he, I want to let me clarify on that. He's not. What he's doing is he technically took all the events that are happening this summer and put them under that banner. That's all it is. He's not actually doing things. He's been really clear that yes or yeah, yesterday's event is the only thing that he is doing this summer. Okay, okay. He's doing that, and he's doing Gamescom in August. That's smart. Like usual. That's smart, though. Not like last year where he tried to pretend like everything was under his banner. Like, he's still saying it's part of Summer Game Fest, but that's because he's trying to aggregate everything on one web page. Like, he's not actually trying to host everything. Or be like, oh, you know, like, I'm the reason this came together. 
Good. Yeah, <laughs> it, 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 because EA play got bumped to July. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm, now the only thing I'm two bourbons deep. <laughs> the only thing I want, the only thing I want to talk about is uh, that Mel Slug tactics. Because now, honestly, I have all the stuff they showed that night, and I know, I know you guys are about to razz the hell out of me. I have all the stuff. No, that they game looked that- awesome. Yeah, I want it on yeah, Switch I, though. That feels like a that game that I would play. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's it's gonna come to Switch because what happens is like games are on the PC, then they wind up on Switch, then they get the PS4 and Xbox One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. we're gonna yeah. we're gonna talk about that a little bit more in depth later in the show. Uh, but we're gonna we're gonna kind of run through this list of games here. Uh, kind of, I would say. I don't want to say order of importance, but order of uh, just kind of, I feel like, popularity a little bit. So uh, Wednesday, right? It was Wednesday. Battlefield 2042 was announced. Uh, It is taking place in the near future, as they say. Uh, You know, it's it's happening. We thought it would happen. obviously the rumor of it coming to game pass day one was not true and that it was dropping this week was not true uh battlefield 2042 will not have a campaign it will not have a battle royale uh which i think a lot of people were surprised at but it will include 128 player battles on next gen or on current gen systems so if you want big player battles that's where you're going to want to play that um how do you guys feel about Battlefield? I think it it I'm not a Battlefield guy, but this is the it it was the most interested I was in Battlefield, but that's not saying much cuz obviously I just don't really care about Battlefield, but it it looked like they were trying to take on Call of Duty head on and I think that setting it in a near future environment in a year where Call of Duty is rumored to be going World War 2 is pretty smart. Uh, no, thing I'm gonna say about this is like I was really excited at first because I, but I was thinking it was Battlefield 2142, which in my opinion is one of the one of the best Battlefield games because it's not the, the traditional formula. Now I was like, oh, 2042, and then I saw what it looked like, and I was like, oh man, it looks good though, but it wasn't what I expected. I saw the 42, and I immediately thought it was like the next version of Battlefield 2142. Yeah, I think that's what a lot of people thought at first too. Yeah, so, it's like, so I was underwhelmed. I was underwhelmed, but this still looks good. It still looks good. Yeah, I'm yeah, totally game. here for this. I'm I'm more of a Battlefield guy than a Call of Duty guy personally. Uh, I played an ungodly amount of uh, Battlefield three and four. Really, really enjoy them. Obviously, I've kind of fallen off the Battlefield wagon because they did Hardline, Battlefield one, and Battlefield five. None of which interested me. Uh, but them not doing a battle royale, good. You can't compete with it. EA already has Apex Legends. They don't need another battle royale. Yeah. yeah. Doing a campaign, not doing a campaign, that kind of bums me because I really like the action set pieces that DICE does, but I realize that I'm in an extreme minority of people who actually play those campaigns to completion. Um, I'm the guy who will... I play Call, I play Call of Duty for the storyline, guys. I don't play it for the multiplayer. And that's not a joke. Uh but they probably looked at what Activision did a couple of years ago with Black Ops 4 and saw that it did not stop slowing down. People were actually really happy that there was no single-player campaign in that game. Mm-hmm. So I think when you take things like that into consideration, that's cool. I'm bummed that there was no actual gameplay. It was a six-minute cinematic trailer. Yeah. And yeah. we have to wait till the Microsoft show for Battlefield gameplay, which I think that's a little dicey because for me ah, that all I confirmed. see what you did there. No, no. 
to me, we're all, but I, I, I get like, oh, it's to build hype. Like, it's probably part of the EA Play partnership with Game Pass. Like, I understand the, the logic behind this, but to me, that screams the, like, a bigger sign for the Microsoft show. You might not get the Halo multiplayer reveal that everyone was thinking we were going to get, like we did with Five. Mm-hmm. They'll probably just say, by the way, here's a new campaign demo. We're going to have the multiplayer beta available for you right after the show. We're not going to show two first person shooter multiplayer reveals in the same show. You don't think they so, would do that? Uh, they they won't. That's what I'm saying. Like they're not going to well, do that now. Well, and then you also have to assume we're getting at least another six to eight minutes of this with the Microsoft showcase too. I mean, right? Which is the other it. thing I'm not overly jazzed about. Right. Um. I mean, like they they easily could have made their own event out of this. Like, I, I could, Call of Duty reveals their stuff in Warzone now, but I mean, you could have had with all the build up they did to this reveal. There's no reason you couldn't have given us this trailer last month and given us the gameplay reveal on this past Wednesday. It feels like the gameplay going to Microsoft was probably a last-minute move. Mm-hmm. Like, Microsoft may have just delayed something out of the show and been like, hey, we really need something. Would you guys want to bring this in? Because so many people were like, it is happening the first week of May. And then it didn't happen, and Andy McNamara over at DICE had to come out and say, hey, guys, we're really sorry. We were planning on it this week. Uh, we're doing it in three weeks, though. So we'll see you guys like the first week of June. And that was just like really weird PR coming from Dice of all people. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I do know. like in the chat I do like in the chat, TNT and three just said, uh, you know, God's strength is modern warfare or at least Cold War era. If Battlefield tries to go down the same path that like Cold War is, I've been back into Cold War for the last week or so, and it's and I'm 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 back to having more fun with Call of Duty than I've had since like Modern Warfare. I mean, this game like where Call of Duty is at right now, I don't think it can be toppled as far as an FPS. So like Battlefield unless has they to go to World War Two. Even mm. then, I think they're fine. Did do people did people mm. like World War Two when it came out? It, the people loved it. I played it when it was when it, I, for the first six, six, seven months that it was out. The issue with World War Two was that they had one gun that was extremely OP, and it took them two months to fix it. It was like this flamethrower that was supposed to be a special. It didn't end up being a special. It, you could use it as a secondary weapon or as an attachment, and yeah, it, people hated that. But the maps in World War Two were phenomenal. The maps were outstanding. Um, I, 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 I'm loving it. Okay. Uh, Lamont, did, did, did you, did you, what did you think about Battlefield? I'll be honest with you. I've never played a Battlefield game in my life. Um, I'm probably more Call of Duty than anything, Mm -hmm. but I'm definitely willing to try Battlefield out. It's, it really looks pretty good. Yeah, I mean, if you if you have Game Pass Ultimate, you get that ten hour demo, right? Because yeah. you get EA Play in it. So you do. Yeah. You get the, okay. Yeah, there's a okay. ten hour demo if you have EA Play or Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, uh, or I guess EA or- Origin. Is that what it's called still, or is it, still, is it just called EA Play? Origin. Okay. Origin. I, thought, I thought it was EA Access. No, it's they EA changed Play. The name they changed the that to EA Play. So oh, I. Okay. Uh, either way, you you get that ten hour demo. Uh, if you have Game Pass or EA Play, you get that ten percent off if you decide to purchase it. Yeah. Uh, so there's they're they're really oh yeah I need that yeah I I think they're really trying to get people in this into this game, and I bet this game comes to Game Pass. 
faster than you think it will. You know what I mean? Like, I, I really feel like, especially, especially like if it's coming out in October, I'm pretty sure Call of Duty will probably end up at the last week of October. Halo's coming out in November, right? We, Josh, we've talked about this too. That's yeah. why probably a lot of the reason why Destiny got out of the way, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, so, I mean, it looks neat. I'm willing to try it out. If I get 10 hours of free demo, that's probably all the time I would probably put into it anyway. So, Right. Uh, I mean, sure. t- t- if you don't know after 10 hours if you want to keep playing a multiplayer game or not, spoilers, then, you don't I don't to. know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> spoilers, you so don't. You don't need those 10 hours up right away. Like You can play a few, and if, you, if the game's super broken and needs patching, come back like a month or two later and pick up the rest of your demo. Yeah. Um, you're not into multiplayer without telling me you're not into multiplayer. God. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, so we're we're gonna move on here, Josh. I'm I'm picking your brain about this one because I I I I want to know. Uh, the next game we're talking about is Elden Ring. Was was a surprise reveal? I feel like here, uh, big trailer, story, combat. Uh, it it looks like a from software game, a very pretty open world from software game is what it looks like. I and, can't uh, believe that Jeff Keighley got this. Yeah, this this to me is what screams that Summer Game Fest is going to keep being a thing for at least a few more years. Yeah, is the fact that he got Bandai Namco. I I really wonder what he had to do to get Bandai to give that to him, and for them not to save it for either their presentation or as we were starting to hear uh, late yesterday. It was originally planned for the Microsoft show because they do still have the marketing on it, mm-hmm. and it's not going to be seen at all on Sunday. So, what on earth did he have to promise? I Bandai wonder. I wonder if that's what they pulled and put Battlefield in its place. You know what? That would actually be possible. Yeah, uh, that that would make a lot of sense. But uh, the game, the the hype and the fervor surrounding this game is astronomical. It's some of the most I've ever seen for a new IP, and it's it's twofold, right? It's from software's pedigree. When's the last time from software made a bad game? Like I mean, before Demon Souls, I guess before like, the original Demon Souls. I like, mean, I guess so, what I the last like not great game they made was Dark Souls Two, right? I guess. I mean, I I know it wasn't bad, but I know people don't seem to hold that as high as. The rest of, I mean, I would still say it's an above-average game. Personally, like the, yeah. the point is, From Software hasn't made a truly bad game in a long time. Kingsfield like, Seven. <laughs> they, they, they're a pretty well-regarded studio, and I mean, it's it's from Miyazaki, who's you know he's the guy behind Bloodborne, the guy behind Dark Souls, Demon Souls, etc. Mm-hmm. And George R. R. Martin. This is what that rat fuck is doing instead of finishing Winds of Winter. Is he's writing a new universe. And the one reason I'm really excited for this game because I don't like Dark Souls. I don't like Sekiro. I've never tried Bloodborne, <laughs> but it's downloaded to my PS5. To You're that guy. Plus I'm that guy. This is the closest I'm going to get to Winds of Winter and A Dream of Spring. So I'm going to have to play what if, it to get what if he doesn't finish the juicy books? George R.R. R. Martin storytelling. What if he doesn't finish the books and you just have to play this game to figure out what happens? Dude, okay, I'm already having to live with the idea that the HBO finale is going to be the finale to the series and I'm already not happy with that so I don't need any more traumatizing thoughts right now Corey but th- this is a game that feels or, like it was made for me 
or you find an abandoned library and the rest of the books are in this library and you just have to sit I, in the I library. Maintain, I maintain that he's finished <laughs> Winds of Winter and Dream of Spring and he's just not going to let them be released until he's dead. So he doesn't have to listen to people complain about him. Probably. Uh, this is the plot to National Treasure 3, page 47. Oh my god. Oh dude. god. Nicholas Cage, call me baby. We're going on isn't We're Dis- going on an adventure. Si- side Get tangent. In on this. Side t- tangent. Isn't Disney Plus isn't Disney Plus doing National Treasure 3? Disney is working on it. They are doing a TV series. Oh, they are working on it. Jerry Bruckheimer's <laughs> back. They can't get Nicolas Cage. He doesn't want to come back to play Ben Gates again. Why? He's also probably like getting too old for it, frankly. No, he's not. It, just, all, just get he, the guy that they lost in The Hangover to replace him, right? That, that was his sidekick in that movie. Riley Poole? I don't no. know what his name was. If Riley's the lead character, I'm not watching. I'm not watching. <laughs> Just get John Voight. <laughs> Definitely can't get him right. Bye. You know what? Let's, only... cast, let's, let's cast Tom Holland as a young Nick Cage. They already I... did that. It's called Uncharted, and it's from Sony. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. I said, this, that... I, I said this earlier in the pre-show, but it, but it, bear, it bears repeating here. Like Austin and I talked about Elden Ring, and I was like, you know, like it looks good, but it looks like a game I'll never touch. And Austin's like, yeah, same here. <laughs> Like, I'm actually really intrigued by this one, um, and I wish they would have made more of an emphasis on it during the trailer. I'm sure that they will on Monday showcase with Bandai Namco, but it is four-player co-op, and it's open world, and both of those things really excite me because the whole thing about Dark Souls and Demon Souls is like, yeah, I get that it's supposed to be like hard on purpose, and that's part of why I don't play them. If you're telling me I can go in and play this with other friends, though. Uh, that would make it a much more enjoyable experience for me personally. Uh, Those other gosh. games are all multiplayer. Okay, true multiplayer. I'm not talking like you just have to. Like you just have to ring the special bell, and then no, somebody that. else has to ring a special bell, and then your <laughs> souls connect, and then you no, become. Fuck, fuck that! I, I want to actually party gosh. up with my friends, and, and then, you, then you have to stand in the same rough. spot in your in your worlds, and then you warp to each other's worlds, and then you become bell Take buddies. It. Take it from me, Josh, a guy who plays Monster Hunter World, Monster Hunter Rise. When you put more players in the game, the game gets harder. That's not true. Listen. I played a lot of Bloodborne co-op. It was not hard. Turn on your location from software. I just want to talk. I just want to talk. <laughs> you call me on my cell phone. Okay, that was... Okay, that was Josh's final thought right there. There we go. Oh, uh, <laughs> man. Is, uh... Is anybody else excited for Elden Ring? I mean, I, I'm excited just for the simple fact oh, that Josh yeah. is so excited. So I know that there's a decent chance I'll like this game. You know yeah. what? You know, what, uh, you know, I'm the same way. If Josh gets warm and fuzzy about games, these are games I need to pay attention to. No lie there. It's what, like, I didn't buy into the hype until yesterday. Like it's it's narrated by Osiris from Destiny. Like guys, it's just it's it's tailor made for me. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> But I really, I really like the story is really what intrigues me about this. Like I know from software games have really good lore behind everything, um, but I'm excited for a more straightforward story. Martin has developed the whole overworld. Like I don't know, like this game could be really bad, but I for, first off I don't think it will. It's from and I mean 
I just I really want another original world from George R. R. Martin, frankly. <laughs> Even if he's not the true like overall writer, he's just like the project lead. Like I'm still excited for that. TNT three is popping is popping off in the chat right now. I know. <laughs> I TNT. I know who that is. I know yeah. who that is, by the way, but I'm not gonna yeah. say anything. TNT says he, he got the name Elden Ring from how long it's been since the New York Jets won a ring. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, isn't that the beauty of dating a Jets fan? They're never going to expect one? I mean... (laughs) Oh my lord. No, that's the Detroit Lions. No, they're going to win one now. Now that they've got a guy... The Jets have at least gotten one in franchise history. Uh, (laughs) It's like the Bears ring. We don't really remember it. We just know it was there. (laughs) Corey, what's next? Oh, God. Get me out of here. Um, <laughs> God. I don't even know what's happening anymore. What happened to this uh, show? The, the, the game that I'm really excited for is next. Uh, okay, so... Oh, really? Yeah. One of the surprise announcements that I thought was going to get announced at the Take-Two event, uh, but it was announced here, was Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Uh, this game... I'm not a huge Borderlands guy. I actually just re-downloaded the first one to try to maybe play through a little bit of it. Uh, this game looks amazing. It's it's t- Tiny Tina is kind of, if for people who don't know, is a fan favorite of a lot of people who play Borderlands, right? She's a, a side character. Uh, but they made it clear that this was not a Borderlands game. It is Tiny Tina's game. Uh, starring Ashley Birch, right? And then a whole slew of people. Andy Samberg, Wanda Sykes, Will Arnett are in this game. Uh, it's it's kind of based off of the uh, Assault on Dragon's Keep DLC for Borderlands 2. Somebody wrote a really good article on this if you want to check it out on BossRushGames.com. Uh, <laughs> Logan, tell me why you're excited for Tiny Tina. I'm excited because this is giving me two cast members in this, and I'm not talking about Birch, ironically, um, that haven't been in a lot of video games, but when one of them has, it's been a huge impact. When Will Arnett, his cast as Lego Batman, like that just always felt like a perfect role for him. But him doing more video game-related stuff is just a beautiful freaking combination of a really skilled voice actor with someone who brings more charisma and more charm to most characters than anybody else I know. I mean, Will Arnett is a phenomenal choice. And then, gotta give a shout-out to the 9-9 with Andy Samberg getting cast. I mean, I never knew I really wanted Andy Samberg in a game unless it was like a buddy cop with him and Judge Judy. Uh, like, this this is, this is a perfect game for Andy Samberg. And then you combine that with, okay, a video game legend like Ashley Birch, who has just been all over the place with Outer Worlds, Horizon, doing everything that she's done. I mean, this could be one of the most complete casts we see as far as the voice acting is concerned across the the board this year in video games. Combine that with, it is Borderlands. Borderlands has always done a good job of building at least stories and characters that we care about. So... I have high, high hopes for it. I wasn't a huge Borderlands fan until one lemon-scented man named Austin Campbell really tried to get me into Borderlands, and <laughs> I've become a huge fan of it ever since. I mean, I can't wait to see what this game ends up being. Tiny Tina's been my favorite character for a long time. I cannot wait to see where this game goes. Yeah. Uh, Josh, we talked a little bit about this on Tower Casuals. How are you feeling? Um, Especially because of the D&D aspect to it. 
I see that. So that's what's getting me. Like, I've never been a massive Borderlands fan. Um, I just recently got into Borderlands Three, uh, waiting for this latest Destiny season to start. I was playing through it with our friends, uh, Nerd and uh, Colonel Panic, and it's been a lot of fun. But I definitely get the criticisms on Borderlands Three um, after playing through it. This looks like it's way more up my alley. It's a standalone game. They made it pretty clear that. It's Borderlands, but it's not. Like, it's not in the Borderlands universe. Like, it's basically in Tina's mind. It's mm-hmm. kind of the vibe I'm getting. Like, this is something she's imagined. Mm-hmm. Um, and for it to look like it's going to combine Borderlands with D&D is really, really exciting for me. I play a lot of D&D. For anybody who doesn't know, I play a lot of Dungeons & Dragons. Uh, so, I'm excited for this. I'm excited for Dark Alliance. Anything with dragons and guns, sign me up. I'm here. I'm here for it. Dragons and guns. Dragons and yes. guns, baby. And then add in an awesome and super talented voice cast. Uh, like Logan said, I never knew I needed Andy Samberg in a game until now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's, yeah. it looks like you're not playing as Tiny Tina, though. Because they, like, later in a press release, they said that the, that character at the beginning who was shooting the dragon was the player character. Which makes me think that the player character is Andy Samberg. Will Arnett's probably the bad guy. Yeah, yeah, that would. Well, I, I can even see it inverse. I could honestly see them making Andy Samberg a bad guy. Yeah, a comedic bad guy. Yeah, yeah, especially yeah. with like how handsome Jack was handled. Right, that was his name. Right, the the bad yeah. guy. Of, yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. Uh, Lamont, what? Do you, how do you feel about this? Oh, I'm very excited about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Oh, so, yeah, um, sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, Lamont. Oh, oh no, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm no. Sorry. <laughs> I was just gonna say I found the I found the press release. We can put these questions to bed. Yes, please, all. Josh. Okay. Right. Correct uh, me. In Wonderlands, you create your own multi-class hero and loot slash loot shoot slash and cast your way through outlandish monsters and treasure-filled dungeons on a quest to stop the Dragon Lord, played by Will Arnett. Joining you are the headstrong captain Valentine, Andy Samberg, and rule-obsessed robot uh, Fret, by, played by Wanda Sykes. Mm. Wow. You just answered every single question we just asked, Josh. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, man. Yo, yo, uh, now that I know Wanda Sykes is playing the robot, man, Like we expect all sorts of like trash-talking uh, oh my gosh. His, hysterics. You oh my can, god! You can create your own character, though. This is something I've been like screaming at Borderlands. I want to be able to make my own character, not just have to pick a pre-selected character. Yeah, like you're gonna let me multi-class it. Like that—that that is some true D and D shit right there. Yeah. Is this is this gonna be multiplayer? Did they say, or is it single player? Um, I'm looking. I don't. I, it I feel say. like the format could be multiplayer. I feel like it could. I feel like there'll be a multiplayer mode. Like I expect that. So there's a Gearbox stream on Saturday, and then there's a 2K stream on Monday. We're gonna probably see it at both. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Should I hope so? Yeah. So, uh, bo- at bringing actual Borderlands guns to fight dragons, skeletons, goblins, and more in a fantasy world imagined by the galaxy's deadliest 13-year-old Tiny Tina as a new full-featured AAA video game. Hmm. Cool. Well, I'm definitely going to check this out. I, I think it looks awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For sure. Because I've always liked the idea of Borderlands. It just... I'm I'm lonely and I don't have any friends, so I'd always play it by myself. 
Yeah, which is not the way to play. Absolutely, way better with friends. Yeah, maybe if you didn't call me Justin Bieber's illegitimate cousin, you'd have friends. Well, maybe if you Ah. cut your hair and didn't look like Justin Bieber's illegitimate cousin, we would play together, Logan. Jesus, why don't you go watch another episode of High School Musical? I have already (laughs) cried today. Thank you very much. Now, 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 guys, can't we all just get along? He knows I'm joking. We're actually planning a high school musical watch along after E3's over. By the way, hold on. Can I take one quick second and, yeah. and ask the people for help? Hey, people. There, you amazing people. If High School Musical Review that I'm working on right now is the number one article on Sunday, Dan is going to join us for this watch along. So please, is click he? on it as much as you can. Oh, he gosh. is. He made a bet with me. And if it's not, I have to write an article about how Breath of the Wild is a very underrated game and that I love it to death. So basically, I'm just going to have to write some yes. Wait, what are we doing again? What are we doing again? We're going to do a high school musical watch along, Lauren. Yeah. No, 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 not not we as in me. No, you're joining us now. You're in it now. (laughs) You're in it now. We're all in this together, man. (laughs) We're all in this together. I hate you. Move on. Move on. Please, yes, move on. (laughs) <laughs> oh my gosh, that was awesome! You didn't know, you didn't expect me to do that, did you? Did not. Oh, you didn't oh. expect me to get my head in the game, did you? <laughs> you know, I'm really mad because you didn't notice the what team post I did the other day for Monstrous D3 promo. I I saw it. Oh, yeah. thank you, Laura. Oh my god. Okay, I we're getting. Okay, we're we're getting out of here. Uh, speaking of <laughs> speaking of things that people don't want to do, Death Stranding's director's cut is coming to PlayStation Five. Uh, I don't really understand what this means because isn't he technically an independent company? Why did he cut things from his own game? Because time frame. Because he no. only had like okay, yes. wait. That that stranding was what forty hours. I don't. I don't know. I didn't play it. So. Actually, actually, I've 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 heard it can be be, be in a modest like sixteen to twenty hours. Sixteen yeah. to twenty. Yeah, and that's if you don't do all the errands and the extra errands yeah. and stuff. This, this freaking campaign could go up to 60 hours easily. My understanding is that he had to cut stuff because Sony likely went to him and was like, hey, well, we kind of need something now. We teased this at the beginning of the generation. And uh, or like for it, what was it like four, almost five years from announcement until release? It was four. It was four years or. Yeah, I think they probably got to a point where they were like, hey, we need something. Yeah. Like, to be fair, he pulled it off four years. No, no, yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not arguing that. I'm just saying, you know, like they they probably, you know, were like, hey, we're going to need something pretty soon. You can do a director's cut eventually. Like as soon as the game came out, he said how he wanted to do one. Yeah. So no, I I get it. I was just you know being mm-hmm. being the angsty host. So uh, yeah, I don't know. I I'm really interested. It, Josh, on that on that note, do you think that this game has any chance to come to Game Pass? Do you think that's happening at all? Nope. No. Nope. No. No. Uh, so, so Sony, like I've seen some people go like, well, Sony didn't publish it on PC, which is true. They did not publish it on PC, but you have to remember this is made with the Decima engine from Gorilla. Right. Yeah, and that's that, that alone rising. kills it right there. Yeah. Even if Sony didn't own the IP rights or publish it on their console, that like you still run into that issue like they're probably okay like okay fine you know it's gonna go to pc whatever we're not gonna allow this on a competitor's platform though yeah uh Uh, lamont did you play death training uh you know what i didn't um i was going to then i heard some mixed reviews so i I think i'm definitely going to 
We'll probably check it out. Uh, well, this one on the uh, PS5. See what this, see what this is all about. Yeah. <laughs> so far, I was just hearing uh, like you can finish the game. Like you said, it's like twenty hours. It's walking simulator, whatever that means. But uh, but yeah, I'm definitely going to check it out. Yeah, I feel like I feel like this. Yeah, I feel like this new generation is kind of the place where you want to play, you know, later gen games from last from last gen. You know, like Ghost of Tsushima got that sixty frames patch, which Josh, I know you're going to talk about that. Oh across God, dude, point. it's so good. Uh, you know, a lot of these games are getting those those upgrades, and uh, I feel like that this would probably benefit from that, right? So. Never been a better time to play Death Stranding, guys. Never been a better time. Better time. Oh yeah. Uh, Logan. Yo. How do you feel about Death Stranding's director's cut? Love it. Yeah. I absolutely love it. Um, look, I played the game. I haven't beat Death Stranding, so I need to get back into it. And I need to beat it. Um, I, I think really what it comes down to, like for me, liking the director's cut is. Give me more of the Mads Mikkelsen side of the story. Um, I, I really liked how they did his character in this game. And I think the director's cut could go a little bit deeper with that. And I really hope that's the way they go. I mean, it looks like we're getting more Norma's and Rita stuff, which I'm never going to complain about. So, like, cool. Awesome. But overall, like, I, I'm excited for it. I'll play it for sure. Laurent? Uh Yeah. I'm on the hype train for this, uh, given that I, uh, I held out and got the PC version of it when it came out. Um, so, yeah, that's another strike on my uh, Crossroads uh, pedigree there. But, you know, whatever. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, hey, PlayStation PS5- games are coming to PC two years after they launch, right? Like Phil Spencer said. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? I, and you know what? As the resident PC muscle race for Bossers Games, I'm here for it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, right now, if Sony's got this nice scheme going on because I'll buy the game on one console and I'll buy it again on PC. So they're getting they're 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 uh, Sony's becoming the the new age Capcom. That's all. <laughs> don't worry, <laughs> don't worry, don't worry, Laron. Uh, Monster Hunter Rise will be on PC soon, so you can put your Switch away and make fun yeah, that's of us one again. Of my, yeah, that, that's one of my big announcements that uh, that Monster Hunter Rise will get announced on the Switch sometime during E3. I mean, I'm sorry for PC on uh, at E3. Yeah. Uh, all right. So th- this next game is, I think, one that I'm actually really excited for. Uh, Tales of Arise uh, got a new trailer. It showed off the villain for the first time. It showed off the world. It showed off the party uh, all together for the first time. I don't know if you guys are big fans of the Tales games, but I really love Tales of Symphonia, which was the first one I played on GameCube. Yep. Uh, yeah. yes. Tales, uh, Tales of yeah. Exilia 1 and 2 on PS3 were really good. Tales of Asperia, actually, just uh, before this trailer even dropped, I got on Switch for real cheap. I'm going to play through that. Like, I just think the Tales game is a really, really good JRPG, you know, if you're looking for something to satisfy you between, you know, whatever, Final Fantasy 7 Remake 2 and whatever else. Tales games are, are awesome. So I, I really yeah. loved the trailer too. Very cheesy. Very felt very, you know, the dialogue was very cheesy in a, you know, dubbed anime <laughs> way. So yep. Uh, but Tales of Arise, man, looks gr- it looks great. I love the way yeah. this game looks. Um, so how do you? Yep, guys- and, it's right, and it's right around the corner too. September. I know. Oh, yeah. I'm so excited. Uh, you Wait. know, I, I missed the release date. When was it? September. Uh, September tenth. September tenth. Yeah. 
It, okay, perfect. Yeah. Yeah, I was a huge fan of the uh, Vesperia. Um, Tales of Vesperia. And yeah, you, you like that? I that on the PS3, too. Yeah, I would love it. Yeah. Man, and, good. Uh, yeah, this game looks really beautiful. I can't wait to try it out. Yeah. Uh, man, I'm, I'm glad you said you liked Vesperia because I was like, I don't know. Should I get it? Should I not get it? And then I bought it, and then I realized oh, yeah. it was on Game Pass, and I was like, oh, no. It's fine. So, uh, anybody else excited for Tales of Arise, or am I, the, or, or Lamont and I the only ones? I'll keep it becomes Game Pass, I'll play it. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say that too. I'll keep my eye on it. Um, I, 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 I've, I've always been in this weird place of uh, JRPGs since, uh, yeah, since Final Fantasy VIII. Honestly, I've been in this weird place of JRPGs. Like they, like they, they don't always grab me the the correct way, and so I usually skip them. Cool. What is the correct way to grab Laron Dawkins? Uh, more, more games like Mass Effect. Find the muscle titties. More, 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 uh, more RPGs like Mass Effect. More, side boobs. More, uh, more RPGs like The Witcher. <laughs> Shit, more RPG, more RPGs like like Cyberpunk. I know, I, I know people hate that game, but guess what? That's a good, that's a cool ass fucking game. Oh, uh, that's another one. I think I'm going to try Cyberpunk. I was a little afraid with all the backlash and everything, but since just, I got the PS5. Yeah, just wait for the PS5 version. Yeah, I would. I would wait. I played it. I played through the Xbox One version on Series X, and it was it was fine. But I would definitely wait for next gen. Uh, yeah, wait for wait for the PS5 version, or just get the PC version. Yeah. So. Uh, uh, well, actually, get the PC version if you got a decent PC. <laughs> uh, Tales of Arise uh, is getting a simultaneous release for the first time. Uh, for the series, uh, Xbox One, Xbox Series, PlayStation Four, PlayStation Five, and PC, all Thank those God. places on September tenth. Thank God. Yeah. The Japanese box art is so much better than the I know America. it is, dude. Holy That's, hell! I know, I know. For for like North America, they were just like, oh, well, let's just take their uh, let's take their idol animations and just slap them on the box. Yeah, yeah. Let's try with the Japanese one. Yeah, it's definitely uh, hmm. yeah. I'm excited, dude. This combat looks so good too. It looks like it looks like action combat is what it looks like. I don't know if it's turn based or not. I don't think it's turn based. I think they're going more action RPG. There's a new director for the first time on this game as well. So, uh, which is, it, it's time to take the game in a new. I'm always excited when people try to take games in a new direction. Right? You look at Final Fantasy yeah. 16. Right? That's clearly moving away from. You know the turn-based stuff. I know 15 was kind of like that, and seven kind of remake moved into that direction too. So, all right, we'll move on. I I will stop gushing about this trailer as I'm watching it right now. Uh, all right, so the next game I know a couple people we talked about it earlier in the show. Metal Slug Tactics. This game looks cool, but I want to know why you guys think it's exciting. Dude, dude. It's a tactics game. Come on, get some. It's a tactics game. Okay. <laughs> Not all tactics okay. games are good, Laron. Not all tactics games are good, but Metal Slug. But the, okay, we can appreciate the fact that it's taking one of like SNK's like 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 favorite like series and changing the formula and making a tactical style game. It's got the classic art style. I mean, hell. If you if you're not a fan of Final Fantasy Tactics, you know, then this might not be up your alley. You know, like me, like I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play the hell. I'm I'm gonna play the living fuck out of this game. <laughs> this is yeah. 
Yeah, the only thing, the only thing, the only thing that bugs me though is is it's released on the PC, and I mean, like you guys can see my setup here. I have a forty nine inch ultra wide monitor. The thing is going. There's gonna be things a, gonna look all. There's gonna be a lot of tactics going on on that screen, Leron. <laughs> it's gonna be all pixelated and everything, like uh, like you know. But uh, but I'm I'm hyped for it, so yes, I want it. Forty nine inches of tactics. Hell yeah. Super ultra wide, baby. <laughs> I don't want to hear about your forty nine inch super ultra wide <laughs> tactics. <laughs> uh, Lamont, why are you excited for this game? Uh, uh Lamont Laurent pretty much summed everything, the graphics and everything. Um I was I was actually surprised there was even another Metal Slug game coming out because look, the last one was was, there was five. There wait, was there wait. was one what Metal Slug XX on that uh, Xbox Live Arcade, I think. I think was. The oh yeah, one. yeah, I remember that game. I, I haven't had a chance to play that one. Uh, from all the reviews, they said you could skip it. You should just play the old ones. But also, that was yeah. what fifteen years ago at this point. So, <laughs> jeez. Uh, yeah, I. I think it looks good. I'm all for a good tactics game. Uh, Logan, Josh, you guys excited for this? You guys want to try it out at all? No. <laughs> Josh, just like y'all are lame. Y'all Josh, are lame. Josh, like no, <laughs> pass. <sighs> just go, just go, just go find the tallest bridge and take a leap. No, I'll, I'll sorry. Do I play game. I play games that look interesting, Laron. Oh. oh, god dang. <laughs> I'm going to do the one thing LeBron never, or LeBron, no, sorry, not LeBron, LeBron never does, and I'll pass this one. LeBron mm. <laughs> uh, likes tactics game because he's old and his reflexes are bad. Tell us, Grandpa, how was Age of Empires on the on you know Windows what? 94? You know, hey, Age guys, of Empires is a great game. I can, I can oh, tell no, no, I can. I can tell none of you guys here appreciate a good game of chess, so you know hey, what move hey, on. Grandpa, how was it when Flight Sim oh, came out for the first time? <laughs> what was it like with TV switch? Okay, Josh, you want to know what's stupid about that? I played the What was it like Flight storming Simulator. the beaches at Normandy? Okay, you still have a oh, waterbed, okay, Grandpa? Oh. <laughs> oh, God. How did this... Man, this... I don't even know what's happening to this show you right what? now. You know, I, I, I swear, I didn't <laughs> Did talk. your life change when they made the horse-drawn carriage? <laughs> what was it like to watch Fred's when it originally aired? I didn't I didn't talk any trash about Elden Ring. <laughs> I didn't talk any trash about Tiny Tina. And look how y'all do. Yeah, because those are going to be good games. <laughs> going to be phenomenal games. They're going to be at least sixes on IGN's uh, scale. This okay. is lucky to get They will three. not have too much water. <laughs> yeah. Rainbow Six Quarantine changes wow. name. <laughs> Rainbow Six Quarantine changes name. Let's let's do this. All right, we're gonna move on. Uh, so a couple uh, before the pandemic, uh, they announced a Rainbow Six uh, spinoff game called Rainbow Six Quarantine. Uh, it's a three-player cooperative objective-based sure. game. Uh, probably zombies and which is, shooty. Bang which bangs. was rumored to also have a mobile application to it too. Yeah. Well, hey, let's just it, not go hey, hey, it's supposed to have a it's supposed to have a PS Vita version too. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was Patriot. I thought. 
No, back back when it was Yo, called there, that, back when it was called Rainbow no Six way Parasite. Ubisoft's wasting money on Vita, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I love Vita. No, back when hey, it was th- called Rainbow Six Parasite, like there was there was there, people spotted like tech details as saying that there was some, supposed to be some type of PS Vita connectivity. Uh, it's probably it's probably it's probably dealing with the PS4 version, but whatever. But obviously, we went into real life quarantine. Some of us did. Some of us still had to go to work for a year and, a, and some change. Uh, and the word quarantine kind of makes people feel sad. So they changed the name to Rainbow Six Extraction. It's still the same style of game. It's still the same uh, uh, premise. They just changed the name. Also, it was pointed out that quarantine and extraction have the same amount of letters, so they didn't really have to adjust the font size. I heard that on a podcast. I don't know if that's true or not. I didn't take the time to count, but that's all. It, it, anybody here Rainbow Six fan? Like, I remember playing Vegas and Vegas 2 and really liking them, but Siege is one of those games where you really have to... That's like your game that you play, right? That's just one of those games. I'm sadly locked into Ubisoft's... I, I'm just a Ubisoft fanboy. I mean, rarely do I not like something that they make. Um, so... You're the reason why they keep putting trash out every year. I, I get it now. It just Whoa. Dance is not games trash. Are... It is wonderful, and it still comes to Wii. Suck it. Not this year. It's not coming to Wii this year. They already Don't said. Break my heart. Don't break my heart. 2020 is the last hey. year Just Dance comes to Wii. I I I like Assassin's Creed. I like. I love Assassin's Creed. I love Steep. Steep is where it's still one of my okay. Steep you know what a bad. real Ubisoft Steep fan does, Logan? They play Watch Dogs on Wii U. I did that at one point and hated it. And, I did. Um, I did it too. Watch Dogs Legion was up there for Game of the Year for me last year. If Miles Morales hadn't come out and just absolutely destroyed everything, yeah, yeah, that's fair. I I'm too invested mm-hmm. in the Ubisoft ecosystem. Like we're we're like tomorrow. It's just going to be a huge day for Ubisoft Forward. I can't wait. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's... I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this game. I probably won't play it. I'm gonna. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I just... I think it's interesting that they changed the name. You know, I don't... I don't know. Maybe it's because I didn't get the full quarantine experience. You know, but... Uh, Lamont, how do you feel about Rainbow Six Extraction? Are you going to check it out? Uh, you know, I really don't know. I'm, I'm not even sure. Yeah. I probably will. I, cause I remember hearing about that story, uh, myself and I don't know. I don't know. I probably will, you know? Yeah. yeah I've been, I've been trying a lot of, uh, franchises lately. Uh, on Twitter, there was a question, um, about, uh, I, I think, Celeste liked this one. I'm not too sure, but um, there was a, a question on uh, what franchise should you try right now, and I just downloaded uh, Horizon on the PS5. It's a good I'll one. I'll be checking that out. It's a good one. You're gonna like it. Yeah. If you don't yeah, like it, yeah. if you if you don't like it, this is your last episode. It's good to see you. Have a great day. <laughs> yeah. For, yeah. Yeah. For real, because. Yeah, for real, because Logan will Logan will show up at your house. He will find you. <laughs> he, he, he will find you. 
Oh, shoot. <laughs> In the words of my hero. Uh, also, you know... You don't understand. You don't understand. I almost lost. I almost lost the rights to be the host of Crossroads the first week of the show. Oh, he about did. He about did. <laughs> wow. It was. Can can we go on a side tangent here? Why does why does every Ubisoft game have to be called a Ubisoft original now? Why is that a thing? Because why are they trying to, to be fancy here? Why does all the Boss Rush Entertainment stuff has Boss Rush Entertainment stuff in it? Like, I hope that it's the Ubisoft Forward colon a Ubisoft original tomorrow. It, it's God, to Josh, I hate you so much right now. I hope they do it for the pre-show, too. <laughs> Don't give him any ideas. I hope... Re- remember when Aisha Tyler used to host them? Those were good. Yes! Oh, yes! No, I really like Aisha Tyler, by the way. Yeah, just... me too. Yeah. Whose line? No. Yeah, whose line is it anyway, man? What a what a gem she is. She needs to do more things. Also, she was really great. This is girlfriend and friends. Also, she's uh the uh she plays some sort of character in uh, the Santa Claus Three. The worst of the Santa Claus trilogy. Oh, she makes uh, no. She is the uh, she's fairy godmother. Yeah, she's fairy godmother. Oh, yeah. yeah. Shout out to Aisha Tyler. You're invited on this show anytime. Yeah. Also, don't watch this episode in particular. Check out one of our le- more tame <laughs> episodes. <laughs> don't listen to the pre-show either if you're watching this, this, this show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the pre-show. Uh, yeah, I kind of embarrassed myself on the pre-show. I mean, <laughs> you didn't tell the story about the duck and the jerk. Ger- it- Never mind. That 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 is true. Well, I did I did I did say something about the violence. You did tell it the apology joke. <laughs> okay, okay. Everybody was worse than me. All right, all right. Rainbow Six Extraction. Uh, see more during the Ubisoft Forward, a Ubisoft original. Uh, we will probably talk a little bit more about that. What tomorrow? Is that when Ubisoft yeah, is tomorrow? Yeah. Is today Friday? Today is Friday. Today is Friday. Oh. God. Uh, I'm fr- so glad we, I am so glad we made it to the weekend. Jeez. We did. Some of us did. Some of us did. <sighs> Man. Uh speaking of weekends, there's a beta coming for Back for Blood, the Turtle Rock Studios developed game in the in the wake of uh Left for Dead and Left for Dead 2. Uh, this game looks really cool. It's bringing back all those vibes. Um, how do we feel about Back for Blood? It looks just, it looks like, a, it looks like Left for Dead, but, you know, new. How's everybody feel? Um, I, I was hyped for it with the, um, with the initial, uh, trailer backing on, but who's, uh, whose show was that? I can't remember whose show it was when they, when they made the announcement. It wasn't a, it wasn't a Sony show. Whose show was it? Uh, I don't know. I feel like it was some back for blood. Yeah. Yeah. I think they just announced it. I want to say it was the game awards. Was it? Was it? Yeah, it was the game yeah, awards. It was. Game it awards. was. Yeah. I don't know. It looks cool. Uh, wouldn't mind some community game yeah. nights for back for blood in the, in the near future. Josh, how do you feel about back for blood? I mean, I could take it or leave it. My enthusiasm for zombie games is just at an all-time low at this point. Um, and I, if had this come out ten years ago as Left 4 Dead Three, I would have cared a lot more. Yeah. Um, but I was already late to the Left 4 Dead train, and 
I don't know. In high school, it was fun to play because we'd all get together and we'd have multiplayer nights like every single Friday. Yeah. Uh, and it was a rotating selection of Halo, Rock Band, and uh, Back for Blood. But, or not Back for Blood. <laughs> uh, Left for Dead. Yeah. So I'll play this. I've heard great things from the people who played the Alpha um, earlier this year. They really, really enjoyed it. And. I mean, I'll pro- I'll check out the beta at the very least, but I can't see myself dropping money on another multiplayer game this fall. And th- this is the problem I'm running into because I'm already going to be playing Halo. I play a lot of Destiny. I I don't. I'm going to be playing Forza when it inevitably comes out. I cannot see myself investing in a fourth or even fifth multiplayer game because yeah. Battlefield would take priority for me over this. Yeah. Yeah. So. I feel like this game's really going to get lost in the shuffle, and I'm I feel bad for him. Is I feel, man, I don't know. I feel it like it has this... an audience, but again, I think it's going to be one of those games like people are going to buy it. We're going to all rave about it for about five days, and then we're going to move on to the next. I game. I think you're giving it too long. I think it's going to get an okay reception from like the review. I think the reviews are going to kill this game. There is, but there's a very dedicated community that's wanted a third Left for Dead for so long now. Polygon's gonna be the Polygon's gonna be the only one that gives us even like a decent review. Everybody else is going to say this is too childish. Like, there's no, there's this is there isn't a place for this kind of game anymore. Do you really? Do you really feel that? I really do. I mean, I look Left for Dead Two. Yeah, it had a good reception to it, but man. With as much time as passed, I think the people who were cute, like, like let, let's think about it. When when did Left 4 Dead 2 come out? What, 2012? 13? I don't, I honestly don't even know. I think it was like 2010. Yeah, 2010, yeah. Like, I just, I think too much time has passed for people to really give a crap about this series. Man, Logan, why are you kicking everybody's puppy right now? Jeez. Yeah, Logan, gosh. <laughs> puppy I'm, kicker. Call me. Call me Jack Black and Anchorman because I'm just pumping back, pumping Baxter off the roof. Oh God! <laughs> oh God! All right, final classic words film on by the blood. way. Classic film, Anchorman. <laughs> they ruined it by making a sequel. That's true. That is true. That's dude. The second movie sucked so bad. Oh, so sad that that movie was bad because I wanted the second it so one has bad. some pretty great moments though. It saw some really funny moments. Mm. Mm, not sure. I'm not sure. All right, we're going to move on. So I feel like Microsoft made some sort of weird surprise appearance here, even though they have their own showcase that's 90 minutes long. Uh, talking about their the future of Xbox and Game Pass and cloud streaming and stuff, uh, Satya Nadella came on with Phil Spencer and talked about how dedicated Microsoft was to gaming and uh, kind of talked about moving away. They, it kind of said that they were kind of moving away from hardware, and obviously they're working with uh, TV manufacturers to get the Game Pass app on the TVs uh, where all you need is a controller and, and Game Pass subscription, and you can stream games to your smart TV, which I think is really smart. Obviously, mm-hmm. we're getting it on, we have it on phones and uh, iOS browser-based stuff, which is not great at recognizing controllers at this point at least for me. Uh, so I don't know. I, I thought that Xbox showing up was a nice surprise. And, you know, Josh, we talk about this often of how Xbox is kind of 
changing the way we think about games and the cloud stuff is really interesting to have and as a as an option for players who aren't right next to their box but they're really moving more towards uh ecosystem expansion and uh focusing less on hardware i mean yeah i've been beating this drum for about five or six years now um ever since we first started getting the rumblings of x clouds you know very 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 early primitive form uh back at, i think it was gamescom 2015 uh they had halo 4 running on a phone um because ign i remember was talking about and they were talking about how like cloud tech was going to be helping them with um crackdowns at that point that iteration of crackdown with its uh scaling and its destructible environments and things like that mm-hmm. and I was, I was fascinated by that but this is the next logical expansion we all knew they were going to come to smart tvs phil spencer's made no secret about that but i think getting uh sat and Ayala out here was a huge deal mm-hmm. um i mean in the in that awesome halo hoodie nonetheless i know dude i was uh, dude that halo hoodie was so cool i'm Especially, waiting for that hoodie to go on sale i want I, I think it was a big deal because Phil Spencer really had to convince him that Xbox yeah. was worth saving, right? Like it, it, when he, he did, were... and then uh, Nadella was convinced, and uh, you'll you'll never get me to stop believing this. That when he was pitched the idea of cloud gaming is likely what saved the Xbox brand being a part of Microsoft. Mm-hmm. Um, but they want to bring it to smart TVs. It's definitely it's going to come to LG and Samsung first. Those are their official partners worldwide. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had the exact opposite experience of you with xCloud. Like, I, I've had a great experience in the browser. I play Destiny on it. It is a little rough uh, with things being at 30 frames right now. Mm-hmm. But they could, the other thing they confirmed during all this is the server blades are almost done being upgraded from Xbox One to Series X. Mm-hmm. So you're going to see improvements drastically uh, in terms of performance. Uh, to the, Before you move on, Josh, the, yeah. my browser stuff I'm talking about is through my phone it works yeah. on my laptop fine that's crazy yeah what what browser are you using in particular i tried safari and i tried chrome i've had no problems with safari believe it or not i can't even get ga- i can't even get it to load in safari that's crazy yeah. uh it might i don't know if it's your connection or what oh, I, uh, I tried it on lte i tried it on my connection hmm. i tried it on other wi-fi it's just it's just i just i play it on wi- two bars of wi-fi and it's just been a smooth experience for me like outside of a couple of hiccups when it first came uh to browsers mm-hmm. it's been smooth sailing for me maybe i'll uh, give it another shot put- it's been yeah. a co- it's been a I would say wait for it to get out of beta. It's yeah. about to leave beta. Yeah. Um, I have a feeling they'll announce a proper launch date um, at E3, and then beyond that, I mean, they confirmed hardware is still the future. Mm-hmm. They're they're still going to keep making Xbox hardware. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're working on the next iteration of it right now, which I suspect is just a much more compact Series X. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you, know, you and I have both been pretty open in our belief that the Series S is a bridge console. Mm-hmm. Um, that it's there for right now, but eventually they want the Series X to be that sized mm-hmm. uh, as components become cheaper. And obviously, you know, semiconductor shortages are going to lead to this generation being prolonged beyond what we expected it. Um, but I'm, man, I'm, I'm really excited about the future. You know, they, they said, you know, they're still looking at acquisitions, which I'm going to tell you, like, Microsoft's got to cool it on that. Um, I think it was fine when you were getting a bunch of studios that were in danger of going under or going out or that people had never heard of. I mean, when In Exile and Undead Labs got acquired, people were like, okay, like, well, who gives a shit? But then you see them pick up a Double Fine, an Obsidian, a Ninja Theory. Like, 
I don't think everybody understands like how much the studios they've acquired outside of the Bethesda purchase really were struggling financially. Yeah. Like, Double Fine was crowdfunding from multiple sources for Psychonauts 2. Yeah. Uh, Ninja Theory has never made a profitable game, apparently. Like until Hellblade, they had never made a profitable game. Yeah. Even that, like, they invested so much into that game, and it's because they had such a small team that it was even able to be profitable. Obsidian. Yeah. Same thing. Pillars of Eternity, things like that. Then you have Bethesda. Bethesda's obviously the big name one. They added like six, seven studios with that, even more teams. You you gotta kinda cool with that talk though, I think. Like I understand why you're making those, like you want to stay competitive, like you're finally at the level of talent and pedigree to compete with those Sony and Nintendo first party studios. I mean, it's not even just that it's managing all these studios. How do you manage all these studios? You know? So, and that, that's the thing is from my understanding, Pete Hines is overseeing everything from Zenimax and Matt Booty is continuing to oversee everything that was already existing as part of the company. Right. Um, I suspect that if they acquire anything else, Sarah Bond will take over that. Yeah, that she will see oversee anything else that they might have. She's their uh, third per- third party liaison kind of right yeah. now, doing a lot of game pass. Like, without her, game pass is not a thing. Right. Uh, so she's one of the most powerful women in gaming. Like I fully expect her to take on a much more visible role at Microsoft going forward. There's yeah. a reason why she is featured in so much these days. Yeah. Uh, with them, so uh, nothing but good news over there, though. I mean, the tech stuff is real interesting. Um, I, I find their whole approach to this, not just Game Pass, but cloud gaming in general to be really fascinating, because it feels like they're about two, maybe three years early based on how American ISPs operate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest obstacle to this. Like, it may come to smart TVs, but you gotta think, like, the people who have smart TVs are probably the ones who already have an Xbox or who will buy one in the future. Dude, I, I, smart app, the apps on the smart TV don't even load properly. No. Yeah. <laughs> and that's well, the thing. You know is, what? Uh, I said this, um, I said this back on, um, on an episode of Arsenal X when, when we were all on there, uh, you, me, uh, you, me, and, uh, Corey, Josh, mm-hmm. uh, that Microsoft does one thing very well. Like, they make sure that, tech changes the entire infrastructure yes. we thought we thought they were freaking insane when they were like oh the xbox the, the xbox uh, 360 is going to be always online and you have to have a good internet connection shit they basically they basically kickstarted broadband for the united states they not only kickstarted uh, that but i mean like look at your xbox or your playstation now how often do you really disconnect it from the internet I don't. I just shit. The damn thing. You don't be because you can't really play your digital games offline. Oh, well, I was going to say all that. I was going to say my damn PS5 woke me up last night because it was preloading something. I just realized it just it installed the updates to Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's one of those things. Like, so, you know, one of the things that I've always tried to drill home is that they're, they're a software company first and foremost. There's a reason why Windows has just completely dwarfed Mac OS. Right, and it's because it's easy to use, it's accessible. Like I'm a Mac guy, but there's no denying like Windows is just dominance in that area. There's a reason why we use Office for damn near everything. Like Outlook is used by so many companies. Like Microsoft has a way of setting that standard. Now the problem is you become complacent like that, and I think that Microsoft as a company has like really started to like kind of turn that corner. The last couple of years under uh, Nadella's leadership, under Balmer, they really didn't take those chances anymore. But he's kind of getting back to that original Gates philosophy 
And I think that trickles down, like, into the gaming division. Like, gaming makes up such a small portion of Microsoft's revenue, but it's still enough that they're willing to invest billions upon billions into this to make it work. Like, if the Bethesda deal fails, which I don't see how it does at this point, but, like, if Series X, they've already said, like, they don't care about being number one. If they're not at least competitive this time, though... You got to think they have one more console cycle on them before the owner or before Nadella or whoever comes after him as CEO finally goes, we got to sell you guys off. Y'all, y'all are an albatross. Like maybe it's, we need new leadership. Like we are now in the phase of, all right, Phil has been installed for enough years. Enough of his projects are coming to fruition between game pass X cloud, the studio acquisitions. It's time to show us were you really being an effective leader behind the scenes or not? It's great that you're a figurehead for the industry. It's great that you're being, you know, I, not a Miyamoto because you're not a creative guy, but you're kind of taking that sh- uh, the Reggie role or the Sean Layden role. Like Xbox finally has a guy like that. They haven't had one since Peter Moore. Mm-hmm. You finally have someone who's the face of your company. And he's a damn good face. He's great for the industry and this and that. But are you being an effective leader? at Microsoft. And I think that's what the next 12 months are really going to tell us. This blog post and this video were a really good intro to that. They had a whole hour-long thing that was released to journalists uh, that is confidential that we have not been able to see. The speculation is there's a lot of stuff in there that will be addressed at E3 or in the coming weeks. I can't I, I can't wait I can't wait to see what it is. Like I'm so optimistic and so excited for all three of the big consoles right now. Like Xbox has finally put all its pieces on the table mm-hmm. now we see if they can actually execute yeah yeah so i'm i'm really excited for i, I mean this is the most excited i've been for xbox yeah. ever i think you know it's it's reaching a fever pitch like we've gone so many years without quality exclusives i mean the last uh, orient of wolf wisps obviously great gears tactics great but when's the last time we had a major triple a exclusive i mean gears five i guess Gears right? five almost two years ago crackdown you three know. god now <laughs> you've got you know you've got halo you've got forza you got psychonauts you got those coming out this year and those are you know, being made by your internal teams and then i mean looking ahead you know starfield about like all these like all right you're trying to clearly make it that we know that you are you are trying to be the home for multiplayer gaming and western rpgs that's what you made your name on in the xbox and in the 360 era's and you got away from it this last time. Bring it back home, like mm-hmm. bringing it back to what you've been good at for so long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll see in about forty-eight hours if they actually do it or not. Yeah. God, forty-eight hours. <laughs> this is good, that, dude. I'm if so. If we don't all die before then, dude. I'm so excited and terrified of Sunday night. How long it's good conversations gonna be, Josh? It's gonna be good. It it's is. gonna be good. I'm excited. It is. Uh, well, I we talked a lot. Anybody else have anything else to say about Xbox and moving away from consoles and streaming and I don't know. Xbox. The only way the Bethesda deal fails is if Elder Scrolls Six bombs. Well, do I? It's have not happening. Do I have yeah, news yeah, for you, tough. buddy? Is the most one of okay. the most profitable cash cows in all of video game history going to fail? Yeah. Hey, now, if Elder Scrolls, no, you. if Elder Scrolls Six fails, they'll just re-release Skyrim and everybody will be happy. Well, uh, that was actually so really tired of that meme. You can tell Todd Josh, Howard is too. Josh, re-getting <laughs> a remastered version of Skyrim for PS5 and Xbox Series X. 
Uh, Series X, no, because we already have the auto HDR and the 60 frames upgrade for the console baked in. Mm-hmm. Um, I would not be shocked to see them announce one for PS5, but I think they would go the PC? path of it'll be a free upgrade. Um, or hey, you know, we have it on sale so much, like here, twenty bucks, like twenty bucks if you don't already own it somehow, or we'll oh. throw it to the PS Plus collection or whatever. Like you gotta think Microsoft wants to like extract another million or two copies. Like it sold thirty five million copies. What's another one or two at this point? Right. Like death taxes Skyrim, three inevitabilities in life. Well, if we know anything about gaming culture, like gamers eat this shit up. They, they like let like you know like uh, like a triple A of the triple A titles like gets re released, like they're gonna buy it. I mean, hell, look, look at, at how Mass me, Effect. Look, I was about to say, yeah. look at all, look at all of us who flocked and bought Mass Effect. Look at all of us. I mean, not even that. Like, look at all of us who beat Skyrim on the 360 or the PS3, and then the second like, they announced the Xbox One and PS4 versions, you, we ran and bought it. They announced you, the Switch version. I ran and bought it. You, they got me with three cosmetic items. I bought the whole game again. Because okay, I that's, a little, the breath that's, of the that's a little too much. That's a little too much. And the sword. God, I'm as bad as Loran with Monster Hunter. Right? I'm, I'm it's I'm embarrassing at, at a certain point. I'm foaming at the mouth right now hearing more and more of these rumors about Dead Space Trilogy uh, fucking remaster coming. I'm I'm starting to drink that Kool-Aid. Uh, wow. Let me have it. Okay, that's new to me. <laughs> oh, you didn't know that? Oh, I didn't know that until two days ago. Yeah, they, they there's been a rumor stirring up that Dead Space is going to be the next trilogy that's remastered from EA. It's, it's a yeah, rumor. It's gonna, I don't know yeah, if that just. I don't know if that just spurred out of like, oh, Mass Effect is such a huge hit, and Dead Space yep. is also a trilogy, so let's remaster it. You know what I mean? Well, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta find it, but uh, but it's it was a Twitter thread that was started from like two two gaming insiders, and you know, like two credible ones. You mm-hmm. know, not not like the same insider has been talking about the Switch Pro for like seven years. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! If that Switch Pro doesn't happen this year, it's not happening. The only reason I believe the latest one was because um, Takashi over at Bloomberg published it, mm-hmm. and when he publishes something, uh, I tend to pay attention, especially when it comes to like hardware. Uh, he seems to be the only person who actually knows what's going on with hardware, and he very specifically stayed away from promising a date. Just. It's gonna happen in the next couple of weeks. Oh, who? Yeah. Oh, who said? Who said Nintendo was gonna pre-announce like their like like the Switch Pro before before E3 started? Because uh, uh, Emily Rogers said yeah. it. Uh, there were a few other people. A lot of YouTubers really jumped on that. Yeah, because y'all's asses were wrong. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, Takashi he he published his after all that was like yeah no it's not it, like it may happen before E3. He was like he literally said I wouldn't be surprised but I wouldn't count on it. Yeah, like. I st- I personally still I'll think it's be- getting announced, but there's no way they were showing that without Breath of the Wild. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. I'll be honest with you. They won't show it until after E3 is over. Mm, we'll see. We'll see on Tuesday. They see, won't. I, they won't. I feel like they might. If they were going to do it, I wonder if they would do it on Monday night. Just drop I mean, a trailer for N- it. Nintendo is just so fucking weird with how they do things. They they literally like they they revealed the Switch at midnight. It's true. 
<laughs> it's entirely possible to go, oh, well, it's Tuesday in Japan. Let's announce it. <laughs> it's, 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 it's funny. It's funny they dropped the reveal for the Switch on midnight when they can't even get like pre-release games ready to go at midnight or at 12.01 a.m. All I'm going to say is I'm glad they did it at midnight. That was before we expected these things because I got my pre-order in so easy. <laughs> I know. God, As I'm opposed so... to announcing pre-orders are going live at 11 a.m. And then yeah, they're sold out like the whole 12 world. seconds later. Thanks, guys. Oh. Dude, I was so scared I wasn't going to get the Switch pre-order. <laughs> I, was, I was like, man. I've never seen Logan so bored in my life as we're talking about the Switch. Look at him. <laughs> <laughs> my defense, I did just finish an article and wrote some other stuff. So like, oh, my God. Look this at this guy being productive this, during the show. This guy's this guy <laughs> not taking his podcasting duties seriously. I know. That's why. That's why we let him talk about you know baseball and. I I, I am I'm totally taking it seriously. It's just not anything that I'm an expert on or can really talk about. You wrote a you wrote a whole freaking article. I was trying to I was trying to figure out what I'm doing on my date tomorrow. <laughs> I said a bang. <laughs> okay 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 the last see game. i did, i do my part i add Where, my part to the show we, okay i'm here for comic relief uh, how i met your mother q list check it out it's a thing Good. you set yep. me up for check a, it out the plug all right where's our our last kind of gaming related uh summer games fest thing that we're going to talk about before we get into uh Netflix Geeked Week. Uh, Josh, you actually brought this to my attention. Uh, X Call of Duty Black Ops devs are making a brand new IP for PlayStation. Uh, Ron, you should copy this article and talk about it on Crossroads next week. Just gonna, if you want. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, uh, no, 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 no. I was talking about this one yesterday. No, no pressure. No, it was, We're both pretty excited to see what happens. Oh, no, no, no. It was, no it, it was planned. As a matter of fact, I want to say that Crossroads is probably the first show that started pulling stuff directly from the Boss Rush Games website mm-hmm. uh, and featuring them. Mm-hmm. Uh, shoot, Corey, uh, Corey, just last week, one of your articles was mentioned on the show. No, not last week, I'm sorry, uh, uh, two weeks ago. Two weeks Mine? Ago. I haven't written any what? articles in a while. Yeah, I, I, I had to dredge it up through the archive. Oh, well. <laughs> it was rele- no, it was relevant to another article. <laughs> I gotta go back to it. Oh, crap, I've already changed the notes, like, mm. All right, well, what's... While you, put on your, while you put on your bifocals, I'm going to talk about this article here. Uh, so the former <laughs> former Call of Duty devs uh, formed Deviation Games uh, and was set up by CEO Dave Anthony and director Jason Blundell, both who worked on, on Call of Duty at Treyarch. Uh, Blundell was the chief creative officer of Call of Duty's uh, popular Zombies mode and left Treyarch in 2020 after 13 years. Uh Long story short, they signed a deal with PlayStation to make them a cool game. Josh, since you brought this to my attention, I'm going to you first. What do you think? What do you think this game's going to be? I mean, they. I feel like it's, it's going to be a new multiplayer IP. Yeah, yeah. Like it's going to at least be a game with a really strong multiplayer focus. They said they already have over a hundred devs working on this game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was talking to Logan about this yesterday when it first got revealed. We both got really excited about it. And I think this is part of the larger Sony strategy, which is partnering with new co- brand new companies for yeah, brand like new Haven. IPs. Like yeah, yeah, they, it's Haven. Jade Raymond Studio. They've got the uh, studio from the uh, the X Bungie devs. I forget what it's called, but they're making a new uh, multiplayer focused game exclusive for PlayStation Five. Yeah. 
partner with studios who can do things, who have a history and a pedigree of doing things that maybe you yourself are not great at. Um, I would say as much as I love the PlayStation 5 lineup, uh, and I've said this before, one of the things that I feel is lacking, like just like I think Xbox really sorely needs those single-player story-driven games, Sony desperately needs some really good multiplayer. Mm-hmm. And if these studios, if two of these three studios can deliver that, that's awesome. Yeah. Like the, the whole goal is to bring in people who wouldn't normally play your stuff. Like I know a lot of people who play multiplayer games and they exclusively have an Xbox, but like they're intrigued in the story stuff, but they're like, oh, we don't really play for stories. We play to hang out with our friends. If you put out, start putting out some quality multiplayer games over there that are exclusive, not even from your internal studios, people will come. That's they true. will come to that. And this like this excites me. These are guys who were clearly confident enough to go start their own studio. The last time we saw that with Call of Duty devs, we got Titanfall and Apex out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and then Jedi Fall in order. So like who knows where these who knows where this studio is gonna be at in do a you, decade. Do you think they could pull yeah. one of Sony's IP that they own already? Like, do you think they could be making a SOCOM game? Like that I that was my first SOCOM thought. Long past. I yeah, I feel like I feel like SOCOM's gonna be one of those Logan, because Logan has his hand up. I Don't have mind. a I have a dumb theory, but follow me on this. I have a dumb theory. Both of those guys also have ties to another company called Insomniac. And what does Insomniac have right now that we assume is gonna get announced within the next month or two? But we don't have actual confirmation of what if they're part of the development team for Sunset Overdrive Two. Uh, you said some. You said some. Stop! 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 You, Sun, you said Sunset Overdrive you said isn't coming anytime soon, especially with said, the success of Ratchet and Clank and Spider Man, which is why this makes sense. Well, you bring well, deviation well, to add more of a shooter element to Sunset Overdrive Two. It could Logan. 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 <laughs> you, you're talking insomnia games here. Just bring back Resistance Fall of Man. I don't disagree with you, but I'm thinking, and I look. I, I've said it on Josh. Each looks of like the he needs another bourbon. <laughs> no, I, I can't. I literally cannot drink anymore. <laughs> if I drink anymore, my words are going to start getting real slurred, and that's going to be a problem for all of us. Wait, I'm already getting over animated. <laughs> you get job turn on me. He's got. He's got to start. Okay. He's got to start like Bobcat Goldthwait. <laughs> it all serious though. It all seriousness, though. I I do love Deviation coming onto Sony. I think this is a great opportunity. My issue with this, but the but these guys addressed it in in their little blurb yesterday was they have seen how the machine runs. They know the practices and standards that Sony is going to require. That is something that was a struggle on the two versions of Black Ops that they made. Black Ops 3 had a rough launch. Black Ops 2 had a very rough launch. Um, So if Sony can fine-tune these guys and say, hey, double-check your facts, slow down, make sure this game's 100% before launch, look, this whatever these guys make, whether it be Sunset Overdrive 2 or be a fresh new IP, which I wouldn't be opposed to either, um, I'm 100% in for this. I mean, or, I, I, or I, I genuinely love... I generally love the games these guys have made. I know they're I know they're not the biggest fan favorites in the Call of Duty world, but I still love them. I, I still I'm still I think I'm team new IP. Um, yeah. I think Sony's I left too. behind the IPs too. that they have for a reason. Like I don't I don't doubt that Sunset will have something done with it eventually. Um, I just I don't think you have a hundred person team that it's two guys that are known for doing like good, really good multiplayer. 
and have them do Sunset Overdrive. Well, no, 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 no. Yeah. I'm not saying that they would be the primary on it. I, yeah. I'm just assuming that they would assist on that. Like, they would help add a shooter element, a sh- more of a shooter element. Obviously, Insomniac, if they were going to do Sunset Overdrive 2, would be the focal uh, team on that. I'm just saying, like, especially with how, like, Josh, you and I talked about this the other day, too, of how, you know, with Xbox, all these different companies are sharing ideas and they're sharing practices and different cool things. And I think Sony's trying to build something similar. I think Sony's trying to expand that with, hey, Insomniac, work with Deviation on this, or Deviation, we need need a little bit of help on this. My my only concern with it is, uh, not to cut you off, my only concern with that is Deviation is not an actual Sony studio. They're partnering with Sony. Right. So that's my only thing. Sony tends to really like to keep things in-house, like Insomniac's partnership being like the one that they were like different on because that was such a tight-knit relationship with Ratchet and Clank for so long. You know, Spyro into Ratchet and Clank, and then, you know, we saw Insomniac, you know, go multi-plat. So Sony got that exclusivity, and, like, now, like, oh, okay, here you go. Like, you can draw from everything, everything you want to, you know, with the the new reality gun and things like that and Rift Apart. But, like, we have to assume that Deviation's capital came from Sony, right? Because nobody else could fund them. At least, I, I mean, I, I know that I they mean, did. Sony's I, funding the game. I don't think Sony set the studio up, though. Yeah. If it, if this was a new first party studio, they would have made that explicitly clear. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. That's yeah. fair. That that's my only takeaway is that this this announcement felt and read a lot like Haven and like the uh, the Bungie. God, I really wish I could remember that other studio's name. It really read a lot like those two, where they were like, "These are not first party studios. They are partnering with us for their first game, though." Yeah. So, I don't uh, know. Like, I wouldn't be shocked to see any of these studios become first-party studios down the line. Yeah. Um. That. That. Uh. Oh my gosh. This ad, why is this ad so big? Uh. The studio, the ex Bungie studio, is called Firewalk Studios. Firewalk. Yes. Okay. yes. Firewalk. I keep wanting to call them Firewatch, and I know that's not right because that's the name of a game. Yeah. Yeah. Is this are they are they the studio that's making that scavengers game? Is that what that is? Mm-mm. We don't know yeah. what they're making. Yeah, we don't know what they're making yet. Who made that scavenger? Uh, whatever. That's a conversation for a different day. Uh, Lamont, Laron, you guys interested in this? In in seeing what they're gonna make? I'm I'm interested in seeing what they're gonna make. I just have no idea what they're gonna make. And Logan and Logan spun a nice little conspiracy theory there, but uh, mm. Ed's not here. Somebody has to do the hot tasty take. <laughs> oh no, no, because Ed, Ed would because Ed, Ed would have been like, oh, they're making the next uh, uh, super, uh, Paper Mario. It's gonna be Super Paper Mario, whatever you know. And then I, but, <laughs> Super Laron, Paper Sackboy or something. Laron, I feel the fire within. Okay, you know I can. <laughs> You're not quite there, Logan. Give it a couple of years. You'll be, you'll get there. My digestive system I mean, might be. I right mean, there. I mean, we're throwing, we're, we're throwing just wild scenarios out here. They need to make Dead Space Four. God. Uh, uh, yeah. Like snacks too. Give it to me. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm really looking forward to this uh, new IP. I'm hoping to something a little bit like Deviation, but uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to it. All right, guys. Uh, that's that's all the games announcements. Uh, do we want to... Anybody need to take a quick break? Or does... Uh, you know, oh, do we... Do we yeah, we did. 
it's cool. He's smiling on screen though, so it's fine. Yeah. Um. Um. Uh. It, it's up. It's up to you guys. Like I, this next segment, I don't think I can really like add to it because I didn't see any of this stuff. That I we're mean, about we to could just we could just kind of fly through Geek Week and just talk about what excites us. Because uh, I know Josh just, just hit. Oh, hit, then, hit, oh, then hit, that hit those bullet points. Yeah. Oh, Witcher means, season two has a great cast. That's all you need to know. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, um, I mean, I can just pull stuff out my ass, and if we're gonna do it like that. All right. So okay. So I, I know. The Resident Evil casting is a. It, we'll talk. We'll talk about the Resident Evil. What it's, it's what is it? A series, right? Yeah, uh, they, series. They have a really interesting cast. Uh, Lance Reddick, the voice yes. of Commander Zavala, the man, the myth, the legend, has been cast also as sil- also He's Sir, ca- that's Captain Cedric Daniels. Thank you very much. Mm. That is the dude from the freecreditreport.com ads. Mm. God, I hate you. You know what though? You. you know what though? The more I think about it, though, oh, like yeah. Lance, Re- you know, the more I think about the uh, Lance Reddy being cast uh, as Wesker. Like, I mean, like his the the way he the way he is an, as an actor, he has the voice, the style, the mannerisms that would fit like an Albert Wesker. So I'm, I'm especially here for an it. older Wesker, right? Because this stars his yeah. daughters. This the series follows his daughters, right? Like that's yes. the, the premise of the show. Yeah. So yeah, I could definitely see it. Uh, it's cool though, jo- Josh. I just yeah. the DMs Josh sent me. He just says, "Lance Reddick is in Resident Evil." So. I was so excited. That's the one announcement that I got to see today while I was out and about because I had so I had like three different people send it to me, be like, "Dude, Zavala's in Resident Evil." And I'm like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> and then I saw that he was Wesker, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is awesome." <laughs> uh yeah it's it's cool it's 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 it, it it has piqued my interest i don't really care about resident evil really mm-hmm. at all but put lance reddick in something guys you just put him in there i will i will attempt to watch it uh well uh question for you then um no, no questions cons- please save your questions cons- for the end of the show <sighs> Constantine film is behind it, though, and uh, I gotta say, there's a connection to the Resident Evil movie franchise. Uh, well, does that does that change your thoughts on it? I mean, I only saw the first Resident Evil movie, and it was pretty bad. So, um, look, I I have low expectations based on video game stuff anyway. That is turned into other forms of media. So, yeah, uh, my bar is pretty low. But you put Lance Reddick in something. I'm in. I will attempt to watch it. I will stand is, by that statement. He has such freaking range, dude. I mean, the guy is just insane. Lance Reddick, there's a third chair open on Tower Casuals. Anytime you want it, you can just pop right in and you know, narr- you can you can take over lore corner for Josh and just narrate the lore as. Hold on, hold hold on. Resident Evil Excuse was. Excuse me. Resident Evil was originally a PlayStation exclusive. Uh, he he gets first. Crossroads gets first dibs. No, uh, I'm sorry. Yes. It's a TV show. Boss Rush Entertainment has first dibs. <laughs> um, Lance Reddick literally plays Commanders of All. Tower Casuals has first dibs. Josh, uh, he plays. Hold on, Josh, Silence. Will you in Horizon Zero Dawn? I think I have Josh. I think I have priority. Will you, on the way will you have a a lore off with with Lance Reddick on Tower Casuals? Dude, if Lance Reddick ever came on our show, I wouldn't be able to talk because I'd be crying the whole time. 
that sweet, sultry voice. I love it whenever he tweets out, and he, he tweets out little, like, selfie videos. And it's hilarious, because he he was recording all his dialogue for uh, Beyond Light and for the uh, last couple seasons in his closet at home. Yeah. And he would post a video and be like, hey, guys, Lance here. Get ready to record some dialogue for destiny and he like gets really into it and it's hilarious because like, he like emphasizes certain like uh pronunciations and words and it's like he's trying to be goofy and he like stares into the camera with like gigantic eyes and it just it makes me so happy whenever i see him post a video because sometimes it's just like him like chilling like with his dog on the couch like playing destiny like He's like talking to his wife off screen and he goes back to play and it's like, oh, hey, cool. By the he way, plays my, not as a Titan, but he plays. My only gripe about watching him play Destiny, he has this huge TV, this really nice TV, and he's playing Destiny on a base PS4. And it really makes me sad. Yeah, you're nobody can send this man a PS5. Or, yeah, like nobody can send him like a better console. It's Lance Reddick. <laughs> He's he's been in Horizon. He's in Horizon Forbidden West, and he's a major part of Destiny. None of these studios could get the man a PlayStation, at least a PS4 Pro. Right? Jeez. Oh, he's still playing Destiny at 30 frames a second. Oh. Netflix is going to be the one to give him a PS5 first. This man deserves more. I will yes. give him my Series S. Not my I will not. I waited for that. So I will not. I love you, Lance. You're not getting my Xbox. uh also an inspired casting uh the cuphead show has cast wayne brady as uh what king dice king dice Mm -hmm. so that's neat low-key great casting uh i mean this show is just kind of like a based off like old cartoons right like the like the like the game right i mean what do they what do they call that animation style though they called it Disney two Disney one point No, hmm. it's not that like racist. The, like uh, the no, no, no. Like I'm like th- that was the same style Disney was originally. No, in. I know, uh, but I'm not not the Cuphead art style. The, uh, the like art the actual, style they're like using the for the style. show. Yeah. Oh my bad. No, I forget just, what they called. It. They called it like digital freehand or something. I don't remember what they called it, but. Uh, I don't know. It, it, I, wait, I'll well, watch it. Well, being being technical, being technical about it, uh, the the style of animation using cartoons from the golden age was called rubber hose style. Yeah, you're a rubber hose. Uh, what kind of show do we think this is going to be? Is it going to be for adults? Is it going to be for kids? Is it going to have dirty jokes? It's going to be. Gonna, it's going to have a lot it's of. Gonna be for gonna be for adults. It's going to be for adults. Mm. I'm very excited for this. Okay. this is something I will 100% watch. Yeah. By the way. Uh, TNT in the chat says, "If you if you could have Lance Reddick or Keith David on a podcast, who would you pick?" Oh, Lance, Lance Reddick. Lance. Reddick. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Keith David. Mm, it's because you're older than us. But What's that guy? <laughs> That's my excuse for everything. When you're significantly older than us. <laughs> whoa, whoa, uh, whoa, sir! <laughs> uh, no, I don't. I don't like the way this this whole. But I mean, like, the, you that's could the problem, drive though, is, like, when I was born. You're significantly older. Here's 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 the problem. Like, I I like Keith David because I mean he has a connection to my favorite video game franchise ever. He's the arbiter in Halo. It's true. But Lance Reddick has been my tower commander for seven years now. Yeah, yeah. He's a different level of. <sighs> he was also in the Wire, 
Yo, so, yeah, yo. Like that automatically like gives you more like street yo, cred. Shut the shut the hell up, he's Admiral Anderson from Mass Effect. Shut the hell up. That's true too. Again, he's silencing the 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 guy oh. at the beginning that the, tells, the tells black you... guy the black guy that gave you all the orders throughout the whole series. Dude, I have played I played Mass Effect one 13 years ago and I've not touched the franchise since. I don't remember these people. I have slept a lot and drank even more since then. It, it sounds like it sounds like you have a you have a very bad deficiency there, brother, and you need to fix it. I'm good. <laughs> uh wow. Okay. So uh, a few more TV shows were also announced. Uh, they're making a an anime-inspired Far Cry Blood Dragon show, a Splinter Cell show, and ending one Castlevania show to start another Castlevania show. I'm very excited about the Castlevania one. Uh, it's the son of Sifa uh, C- and Trevor. I mean, it's, it's Richter, dude. It's fucking Richter Belmont. This is going to be awesome. Is it Richter? I thought it was Simon Belmont. I'm looking at the tweet right now. It is Richter Belmont. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, okay, calm down. I will fight you. Man. Oh, God. You got two bourbons in a man, and he just wants to fight. Oh, no, I got to a third third one off camera. You say say one wrong word, and the dude bro comes out. I know. Gosh, Josh is... He's feisty when he's three bourbons in. (laughs) Son's getting real low, big guy. <laughs> Josh really needs to eat dinner because all he's had to eat this afternoon is popcorn. I mean, you're drinking bread right now, right? That's how. No, that's beer. Never mind. I've been up since four thirty. I'm tired. Yes, <laughs> uh, oh, And then they also showed the cast. Uh, uh the cast for The Witcher season two. Uh, the show seems to be focusing more on Siri this this go around so which we kind of knew was what was going to happen, happen. Right. with the way yeah. they ended season 1 it, it had to happen yeah yeah so uh Netflix geek week uh kind of came and went and not going to lie didn't I I I don't really care <laughs> I I know we will be doing a Witcher weekly review when it starts uh, on the website cool yeah, there was that. some other stuff during the week that was like pretty cool because it was a whole week long event. Right. Yeah. Just yeah. today was like most of the what game was some stuff. Of the, like, was there anything? What was the other interesting stuff announced this week? I, uh, I kind of just... Resident Evil Infinite Darkness, which yeah. is the animated Resident series. Uh, right. Yesterday it's Leon and Claire, and it is canonical. It takes place after RE4. Huh. Uh, and that's coming. Like the first few minutes are already up. Like that's coming out at the end of the month, I think. Uh, Kevin Smith's Masters of the Universe. I did shown. see that. I did see that trailer. That looks pretty cool. Uh, I don't know. Like I, I know those were yesterday. I, I Carly got a uh, new trailer. Is that coming to Netflix? It's coming to no, Paramount yeah. Plus. It's Paramount yeah, it's Plus. Paramount jumped though on the same band or like they they saw Netflix was doing stuff and they they sent out like three different trailers for stuff. Um, the new I Carly was one of them and Rugrats. I think. But by the way. Something like that, yeah. The press tour that they're going to do for iCarly is going to be interesting because we are already getting the where is Sam stuff going around. It's going to end up getting brought up at every single freaking interview. Wait, wait, Sam. Sam. I don't. I didn't watch iCarly, so I don't know. Sam what. is the blonde girl who is kind of oh, mean okay. to everybody. Oh, okay. She's okay. not in the show because she, I believe it was the Johnny Depp stuff. 
Yeah, did yeah, wait, didn't she just kind of like drop out of acting behind all that stuff? Yeah, too? like yeah. Ho- Hollywood Hollywood won't cast her anymore. Hmm. Well, that'll be an interesting discussion for another day, I guess, when Logan starts reviewing iCarly episodes for Boss Rush Network. Uh I'm looking to see if there's anything else that we missed the last couple days, uh, because I really haven't been able to keep up with this stuff either. Uh, there were a lot of an- there was a lot of anime stuff announced yesterday. Cool. Uh, anything Josh is excited for in anime world? In anime world, um, I can't believe I'm going to say this. Zack Snyder is doing an anime, and I'm like actually kind of excited. Oh. It's a Zack Snyder anime about Norse gods, oh, God. starring uh, John Noble, Corey Stoll, and Jamie Chung. All right, you got me. I know who two of those three people are. John Noble is playing Odin. Oh. So I'm very excited for that one. Uh, Rahu Kohli is in it. Mm. I'm in. Yeah, I'll absolutely watch that. There's there's one in here that uh, there's an anime that's being done with one of the character designers from the Final Fantasy series Mm. uh, called Exception. That sounds really cool. I think that's coming out next year. A futuristic horror anime, uh, and it's a uh, got yeah, it's got character designs uh, from uh, Yoka Yoshitaka Amano. I want to mm. make sure I get that name right. Mm. That sounds cool. Uh, other than that, I'm not seeing a whole lot else. I today was most of the stuff that we're all excited about. Right, right. Well, guys, I think that's gonna wrap. Boss Rush at Night, E3 2021, Night One. It's past Laurent's bedtime. I can see yeah, it's be my bedtime. Well, it's it's a uh, well, it's 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 dark hours. Like I got I got people to text. <laughs> I got people. To Jesus text. Christ. <laughs> On that note, uh, you can join us right back here tomorrow night at eight thirty, where we're gonna discuss Ubisoft, Gearbox, Devolver Digital, and uh, whatever else is cool. Uh, some same panel, some new new faces, uh, all that kind of stuff. You know, we will check the show notes for plugs and stuff. This is this is kind of an out of the ordinary type thing. So, uh, mm-hmm. twitch.tv slash Boss Rush Games Live. You can catch the archived YouTube videos the next morning. Also going up on podcast feeds, so you will see various uh, episodes pop up on the various feeds wherever they fit. So, I want to thank everybody for watching us live on Boss Rush Games at night, and we will see you tomorrow night. Goodbye, guys. Signing off. Did you just say signing off? I did. And that's the way it is. And that's the way the cookie crumbles.